what is seemingly the worst day in the history of the world, becomes the day that changed the world. Good Friday conveys many truths, but maybe the most significant is how God took an epic disaster and turned it into the masterpiece of redemption. In Jesus' time, the cross was a brutal reality. Now we wear them around our necks from our mirrors. We get them tattooed on our arms. But for a first century Jewish man or woman, the cross said to people of the Roman Empire, if you cross us, pun intended, we will affix you to a brutal instrument of torture and we will leave you, leave you writhing in literally excruciating pain. That word comes from two Latin words, ex cruce, from the cross. That the word excruciating came because of the cross. They had no other word to explain the type of suffering that it caused. The Romans would leave them hanging in excruciating pain until they would die from their injuries. And then they would leave the body on the cross to be devoured by animals that were scavenging. That's what the cross meant to a first century person. It was meant to terrify people. And it did terrify people. In the Spartacus Rebellion, when the Romans put that rebellion down, they put Spartacus on the cross and hundreds of other rebellious soldiers. And they lined them along the Appian Way, which is the major route into the heart of Rome. Just imagine the scene. If on Main Street, as far as you could see, uh, just one after another, crucified men, screaming in pain. The idea was so to terrify people that they would never do something like that again. Pontius Pilate affixed Jewish rebels to the walls of Jerusalem with the same idea in mind. And he crucified Jesus of Nazareth with the same purpose, to dissuade anyone who would even think of thwarting the power of Rome. To get an, exa- an idea of how horrific this was, think about the disciples. They fled from the cross. There's no doubt that they loved Jesus. But when it came to the cross, it was too terrible of a reality. They locked themselves into the upper room. The last thing that they wanted was to end up on Calvary with Jesus. The cross was a horrible, terrifying reality in the ancient world. And the crucifixion of Jesus of Nazareth was an epic disaster. And yet, God took this disaster and made it into the masterpiece of salvation. That is why St. Paul can preach as a first century Christian, I preach one thing, Christ and Him crucified. And we hear that and we say, well, of course, the crucified risen Savior. But for a first century man, he would have heard he'd be like, whoa, 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 let me get this straight. You preach one thing? A crucified man? Are you out of your mind? The only way that Paul could preach in the way that he did was because he knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus of Nazareth 
whom Rome had crucified, was alive. And if he was alive, that changed everything. Rome lost its power. The crucifixion wasn't so terrible. Because there was life after this life. And that's what brought the whole world to Jesus. Not the epic failure, but the absolute masterpiece. For over 30 years, a 19-foot block of marble sat in a warehouse in Florence, Italy. It was the finest Carrera marble intended for a wonderful sculpture. Unfortunately, two sculptors had tried to work with the exquisite piece of marble, and due to their lack of experience and skill, they ruined it. The result was an enormous, beautiful block of marble that was completely useless. And the flaw made it so bad that it was unusable for a sculpture. And since no other artist would touch it, they put it away into a building, an embarrassment to a very proud artistic city. Then in 1501, the young artist and sculptor Michelangelo Bonarotti began a sculpture from this ruined piece of marble. And the way he went about it is very telling. It is said that Michelangelo would work with marble. When he would do that, he would see within the block what needed to be freed. He already knew the sculpture was in the marble. And unlike the other artists who looked at this block of marble and threw their hands up and said, there's nothing we can do, he looked at it and saw what would become one of his greatest works, the colossal statue of the young King David. The truly amazing aspect of this story was not that he took something flawed and made it beautiful, but rather that he incorporated the flaws into the masterpiece. He took what had ruined it and made it ugly and made that the masterpiece. It soon became the pride of Florence. They broke down archways. They widened streets to get it to the center, the heart of the city, to show off the crown jewel of the artistic world. And yet for hundreds of years, that piece of marble was thought to be ruined. Jesus Christ being the true artist and the masterpiece he has fashioned is from our ruined humanity. Like that piece of marble, we were created beautiful, but sin and death ruined us such that we were ugly and broken. And instead of reflecting God's presence in the world, we became an affliction, shedding one another's blood. Instead of seeing his own image and likeness when God looked at us, he saw a ruined masterpiece. But yet what was damaged and seemingly beyond repair, he made beautiful yet again. And he did it through the very scars of our broken human nature. Think of how he wove the wickedness of Judas, the cynicism of Herod, the cowardice of Pilate, the envy of the chief priests and the Pharisees, your sins, my sins, and most of all, the horror of death. Everything that's wrong with the world. And out of that, out of that came life. If he can do that with the wickedness of the world, imagine what he can do with you and me. 
And that is why the path to Easter is always one of repentance. It's about bringing our sins, our failings, our wounds, our self-focus, our self-centeredness, bringing it all to him, presenting our ruin to him, confident that he is able to make a masterpiece. And so the cross is not an epic disaster. You and I are not an epic disaster. No. No, we're a masterpiece. But unlike the material that Michelangelo worked with, God's material can say no. Can stop his hand from carrying out his work. Lord Jesus, come. Take all that is wicked and ruined about us. Free us from it. Apply your divine hands to us, a broken masterpiece. Take away all that is not of you. And make us once again something beautiful for your Father.